Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones. Um, I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Are you, um, Justin, are you and having some trouble done. focusing? Okay, yes. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Sorry. I, you, you were kind of all over the place there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have... I was just finishing up uh, watching some ASMR videos, uh, as I do before every recording, right. just to get myself like super duper centered and ready to make the best show possible. Okay, so you, so you were watching that as you were doing the intro to our show. No, I mean, usually I time the video out better. So, like, as the final moment of the video plays and the my, like, ASMR tingles are in full effect, uh-huh. it Your stops as I'm hitting record. Your tingle factor the is tingle a, factor as high is as... A ten is that what is it? Is tingle factor on a scale of one to ten? It is actually. Okay. That was that was uh, regulated by the UN recently. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a tingle. I, um, I have found, by the way, as I'm speaking about ASMR videos, quick right. sidebar. Bringing it up on other podcasts, a lot of people don't know what that means, and then they ask me what that means or if it's a real thing. Well, to to be honest, I didn't know what it meant until you started talking to me about it. It's a thing. It's hard to describe, but if you've ever felt like uh, people get it from different things, some people get it from sounds, some people get it from like personal attention. You get it from when I practiced um, examining you. Yeah, when I was in yeah, medical yeah. School when personal I didn't know attention how to do works for some people. Exam yet. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like a it's a it's a really hard thing to describe. But Google ASMR and you'll find out. All that's about actually it. that's actually to this day that's the, like the trade off that Justin and I have. If I'm like really stressed out and and I like the thing for me is I want my back rubbed because mm-hmm. I, I think that's like a that's that's a pretty Sane person standard thing. thing to say like oh you rub my shoulders you rub my back like I'm so stressed and the trade-off is Justin says well will you give me an examination my um <laughs> all right so have you not do you re- like you understand conceptually but like do you not have a thing like have you not like experienced I think I think I know what you mean I think I've had moments of it when I've had my hair done before hair done yeah, yeah I, I think I've had I mean not not even all the time though I don't think I've experienced it a lot I don't think I've ever clued into anything that does it the regularly be- the best one like the original one for a lot of people is there's a 3d audio or holophonic audio some people call it most asmr is recorded in 3d sound because it gives you like that you are there immersion right there's a, a, hol- a holophonic haircut video that is like very old that i heard at disney world originally mm-hmm. weirdly enough anyway this is like we have gotten off the rails before but this is like whoa 
whoa, Indiana Jones, get this minecart back. Well, tell me what your ASMR video was about, Justin. Well, I said my new thing, I used to do a lot of like candle review videos. Uh, I watch medical exams sometimes, like cranio, cranial exam, cranial nerve okay. exams. Okay, all right. That was that was almost getting weird, but I guess if it's cranial nerve exams, I'll, I'll uh, allow it. Yeah, not like, not, not like butt exams anyway right not not the the clinical butt exam that we do <laughs> I'm here. standard I'm part of the medical firm. students today you're going to be learning the clinical butt exam <laughs> CBE. if you could partner up and then bend over <laughs> uh uh yeah my new thing right now is uh crystal therapy uh i like crystal therapy videos i, I found some pretty good ones that are like an hour long and you just like lose yourself you know in in right. crystal therapy um, it's just people moving stones around on people and people spraying spray to move energy around. It's, it's like ASMR magic. So, so for everybody listening along, you thought we were going to zig and we zagged there. You thought we were going to talk about ASMR. Well, from your lips to Sydney's ears, man, if we can get that video, that going, I no. can guarantee you there is no medical history for ASMR <laughs> whatsoever. No. no, but we will talk about crystal healing since Justin, you, you've watched a lot of videos. You could probably describe it better than I could, but I bet you don't know much else about it. No, I mean, like I, I've described the sort of extent of my knowledge of it uh well i haven't seen it i've just read about it and watched sure like like seen i tried a lot to show you a clip and you got kind of i think you got a little angry it's hard it's hard when this is i'll go ahead and say this now so if if you notice in crystal healing and this is not just true for that you'll hear this for a lot of what i would call like pseudoscientific kind of healing therapies uh people are so certain they say like you just spritz this what what was that like water or energy juice or whatever well, she was Cindy, spritzing it was obviously not she, water because she it was, was in a decorative bottle this woman was spritzing this stuff in a direction down this woman's legs this like little spray bottle of what i don't know scented water or something and she was talking about how this definitely does like in energy medicine energy clearing we don't, spray Sydney. don't like play dumb it's right. energy clearing spray but like in like you probably have in is, your office <laughs> no no we have hand sanitizer medicine is never <laughs> same thing is is like it's never that black and white. Oh well, almost never. I should say it's very rarely that black and white. Like we we don't say like, oh, you have high blood pressure. Here's your high blood pressure pill. That always works every time at that dose. Done. Walk out of my office. I don't need to see you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it never works that way. Everybody's different, and it's always more complicated. But not people who are practitioners of things like crystal crystal therapy sometimes. Exactly. So let's let's talk about crystal therapy. Okay. We've wasted enough time. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank uh, several people have suggested this. Miriam, Taylor, and Jillian. Thank you so much for the suggestion. I think many others actually have tweeted about this because we mm-hmm. kind of have mentioned this like as a sidebar in several episodes. Yes. Um, reportedly crystal healing. Like if you, this is really hard to look up actual information about. Because there are a lot of people who are trying to sell you rocks mm-hmm. and they all have websites about this and they all have managed to, what is the thing called when you're good at using Google? SEO. Yeah. They all have done that better than any <laughs> historian who wants to write about the history of crystal therapy. Um, because when you start reading about it from any of these websites, it's like this ancient therapy dates back to the dawn of, of man. Well, no. I mean, I think it's fair to say that a lot of ancient cultures, uh, there's examples, the Greeks, the Romans, the Egyptians, the ancient Chinese cultures, the Native Americans, all 
like valued precious gemstones, Mm -hmm. you know, believed that certain ones had different powers or connections with like, you know, either magical powers or spirituality, that kind of thing. Even as far back as perhaps Sonic and Dr. Robotnik in their pursuit of the Chaos Emeralds is another example of an ancient culture. When, at what time period is Sonic set in? Like when were hedgehogs that, that, um, it's when the green flexible and fast. It's when the green hill zone was like, Fully lush, so I'm not. I'm not sure if that is that pass or is that yet to happen. Doctor Robotnik is hovering, so he's got a like a little egg ship that flies around. Uh, so I'm not sure when that tech was invented or will be invented. Let's assume sure. it's a future time okay. on Earth. Okay, so we're not in a there. Horrifying yet. timeline where humans have become giant eggmen and hedgehogs have become hedgehogs blue come, and fast. Come flying at you at full speed. Out of nowhere. That's yeah. terrifying. People give Dr. Robotnik a, a bad rap, but if a if a hedgehog <laughs> was on two legs and started spinning around just like flying at you, you'd probably panic too. You'd I probably would. try and knock its knock its rings out of its hands as well. I would. Well, I would probably hide, but Yeah, for yeah, sure. Either way, either way. So the the general idea that you'll you'll hear pitched is that we've always understood since the dawn of man and woman, by the way, but for, but sure, man, uh, that we've always understood that crystals act as like a conduit, crystals and gems, as a conduit for energy, basically allowing the good energy in and the bad energy out. And we have found like as old as like some cuneiform tablets that detail like there are certain stones that you might wear, like amulets, you know, or talismans that were good for like inducing love in someone or even hate or or fertility or things like that. I would still say this is a bit of a a far cry from medical uses, uh, Mm -hmm. but but the idea that these stones have power. Again, and this is hard for me to verify. There are, there are mentions of this multiple places, but I don't know. I don't know if this is all just hearsay from people who want to sell you rocks or not. But hey, Sid, hey, come real close. Probably, probably, probably. <laughs> but but perhaps I think that this it's we can we can fantasize perhaps that the Egyptians use things like topaz and peridot for night terrors or to ward off evil spirits. So that I think that that's in the realm of possibility. There was also one pharaoh in particular who who supposedly wore a jasper dragon, this is a stone, a jasper dragon over his stomach because it helped with his digestion. That sounds like a weird thing that royalty mm-hmm. might do. Yeah. So, sure. Jasper dragon was also my favorite 1970s stuntman. He took a <laughs> lot of risks and he died way too young. But God, while he burned here on earth, he burned so bright. I thought he was one of the American gladiators. <laughs> Jasper Dragon. Lasers. Archonym is this Jasper Dragon. Um, uh, they would also bury their loved ones with quartz, which I think is is probably true, to guide them to the afterlife. Um, there's also a lot written about their love for uh, Lapis Lazuli. From Minecraft. For, that is the only, like, <laughs> this is my reference point for that. It's in Minecraft, and now I feel like I'm seeing it everywhere. It's so hot right now. <laughs> it's blue, right? Yeah. That's all I know about it. And maybe the Egyptians like to use it. Uh, the Greeks used uh, some stones in their in their uh, healing or, or maybe just like spiritual centeredness kind of like uh, pursuit. They would use amethyst to ward off drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could also, the warriors uh, would rub themselves in hematite to um, make themselves invincible in battle. Okay. 
which I don't think worked. I would also mm. say that if you want to ward off drunkenness, I have a better idea than wearing amethyst. Just don't drink like, as much. Don't drink. Yeah. That uh, make them invincible in battle thing is weird because it seems like that'd be pretty easy to test. Pretty pretty quick to put that experiment <laughs> to bed, huh? But as we have learned through this show, just because something doesn't work doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it doesn't work. Exactly. Doesn't mean people stop believing in it. They they stick with it anyway. Um, there are a lot of we, we see a lot of examples specifically from ancient Chinese culture, but a lot of different cultures value jade for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some maybe specifically kidneys, but just in general, jade was thought to be healing and lucky and protective. Um, it's also mentioned a lot of different places again on these websites that are like all about the the uh, value of crystal therapy that um, crystals were used, and this is one quote like electricity in the lost city of Atlantis. Ah. So I don't know if that means like for like used in some sort of electric capacity or just like that common that crystals were everywhere. And also, how do you know? Yeah, I don't want to like step on your history here, Sid, but like, am I allowed to say how crystals are used like in the Infinity Gauntlet? Like if we're just going to be making crap up about crystals? (laughs) I think that's fine. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, like. There were a lot of mentions of Atlantis as if we know things about Atlantis. Sure, right. So if you see that on a website, I would have some questions about right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. It, they were also used like electricity and gilder, so. Mm. Oh, in for the Princess Bride? There you go. Okay. Uh, Plenty had lots to say about rocks. Natch. Plenty the of Elder, course, of course. my dude one of, had. One of, our favorite, uh, one of our favorite special guests on Sawbones. Um, Pliny wrote about all the different rocks, uh, both precious and not precious. And he wrote like just kind of accounts of them. This is, you know, what this looks like. Here's where you might find it. This is what we use it for, like in building and things like that. Not necessarily like prescribing them, right? Well, but he also wrote what therapeutic benefits some of these stones had. So for instance, he would say like you could take a crystal, which I think he means, he might mean quartz. It's unclear, but because a lot of these we, we've had to kind of infer like what what he meant by certain, you know, they were so like ancient names for yeah, rocks. Natural, and natural. so so we think we know what he meant. So I think quartz that you could heat it up in the sun and hold it against bleeding to cauterize something. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything would probably work. Yeah. Um, amber was thought to be good to um, like you could put an amber amulet around an infant's neck. To make like a sweet looking baby <laughs> just to make it like safe just, and healthy yeah. but like the amber teething rings are like a remember you know like they're a oh, right, a yeah. thing now i wonder if this is where that let's hope so came from because plenty probably just like said that yeah he says my my man plenty says a lot of things uh you can wear it around your neck to prevent like delirium it cures fevers it fixes your tonsils um, these are other things he thought about amber. In addition to draping it on your baby, you could mix it with honey and rose oil and it would be good for your ears. Or if you just mix it with honey, it will cure blindness. Or if you crush it into a powder and take it, it will settle like indigestion. It's like a broad range of activity. Just, basically eat rocks. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Eat amber. Um, he, he recommends tourmaline, uh, no, actually, I, I should say he doesn't recommend tourmaline. Tourmaline was apparently a common therapy in the time of Pliny because he specifically makes note that tourmaline does not work for kidney stones and jaundice. Mm-hmm. Pliny's very explicit about that. Like, everybody says that this is true. 
but it's not. Hi, welcome to Mythbusters. I'm Plenty. Listen, <laughs> a lot of you out there are using tourmaline for these two things, and I just want to say it's bupkis. I, my guess is that Plenty had a really bad kidney stone, and he took some tourmaline, and of course it didn't work, and he was really upset. Kidney stones hurt. Man. Sure, yeah. Um, there was a something called Adamas. Like Adidas? Adamas. Adamas. Adama. Okay. Like 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 Leodama? I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's all I could think of. Like I was like well, Battlestar Galactica Adamas? No. I think it was it was probably diamonds and then things that looked like diamonds. Got it. Were referred to Adamas as Adamas. And the, and they could fix a lot of things. Poisoning, delirium, mental illness. Um, they were very prized uh, for medicinal use, according to Pliny. This is all Pliny's writings um, from his natural history. And then um, he also recommended emeralds for just like to make you happy because yeah, they're nice really pretty. Around. Like he wrote about like they're really they're really lovely. So have some emeralds. Emeralds are Pliny's best friend. Yeah, because they look they're lovely. Um, and while there are references to different um ancient cultures like i said like adorning themselves with crystals and using them as you know for magical kind of powers um if as we move into like modern crystal use that's not really what we're talking about as we're going to get into it like all these kinds of examples that i've that i've gone through as we go into like what crystal healing therapy is today you're not necessarily going to going to hear that same kind of of um theory of it it's a whole new thing um and this is because throughout the renaissance period Crystal uses crystal use kind of fell out of favor. I mean, there was a lot of study, like a lot of geological study, like what are these rocks and let's give them all names and let's not mm-hmm. call everything that looks like a diamond the same thing. Let's right. give them each their own names. And that was all very interesting. And we understood crystals and gems and all that better. And we cataloged them. But their use for like medicine really started to fall out of favor until we get to like the 1800s and then we see all the kind of the weird spiritualist stuff come back and that's when you start to see the beginnings of like well maybe these stones that we think the ancient egyptians used maybe they did have some sort of power and then finally we see in the the real renaissance of crystals was in the 1940s was that recent wow um and that's like as the new age movement started to begin um, people started trying to like dig back through books and see like what are other weird things that we let go of when we learned about science and maybe we should bring back now that we don't like science as much. Because if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like we're kind of blurring the line here between like medicine and magic. Like these things would have been like, I don't. it sounds like these ancient practitioners, if you want to call them that, probably wouldn't have said that this was like actually for lack of a better term, actually working, that there were magical energies that they could not understand that they were ascribed to the stones, more than, like, there's energy in the earth that we're, like, channeling with these. Exactly. I mean, and, and you, you've you got to look at that we're talking about people who were practicing medicine in a lot of these cultures in a time where um, spiritual influences were thought to cause physical problems. Mm-hmm. So the two were so deeply interwoven you know, you would wear this crystal to ward off an evil spirit because evil spirits were known to cause pneumonia, although you wouldn't have called it pneumonia. You would have said like, you you know, you had the fever. So evil spirits cause the fever. So wear this amulet. You won't, the evil spirits won't get you. That kind of thinking. But like, as far as this is a medicine, grind it up and eat it or whatever, and it fixes mm-hmm. stuff, that wasn't, that wasn't as common. It certainly this idea of like moving energies around was not was not the way people were using it. Well, I want to hear more about the the new usage of it, like the new age usage. Well, Justin, I want to tell you about that, but first, why don't you follow me to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. 
We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello, Internet. I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. She is my wife. And he's my husband. And it is our pleasure to introduce to you a brand new podcast, Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette for ordinary occasions. Teresa, let me ask you this. Can you teach me how to write a thank you note? Yes, I can. How about tips to improve my table manners? I'll do my best. And will you finally explain to me the difference between casual and business casual and cocktail and formal and black tie and all that stuff? If anybody can, I can. But like, it's going to be funny, right? Of course, I'm going to give historical origins and how those manners fit into our everyday lives. How could it not be funny? But also sometimes we'll talk about like burps and farts, right? Yeah, when not to. But we'll still talk about it. Yes. 
great. So come join us for our new hilarious show. No RSVP required. Coming to you soon every Friday on MaximumFun.org. It's Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? So, New Age said, I, I want to hear about crystals. So, like I said, um, while while we understand that, that perhaps crystals, gems, have been at least respected or, you know, feared, uh, held in admiration for a long time, what we think of as, like, modern crystal healing or crystal therapy is more of like a, it's like a mashup of some different Asian A remix. Influences. Yes. It's like a, it's like a Glee style mashup that we all enjoy of some some partially based on like the, the ancient and, and I think modern Chinese concept ancient still in belief still in use concept of life energy um, like your chi chi yeah. um, and then also the idea of like chakras okay so you kind of mix this together and you get what a lot of modern crystal therapy uh, practitioners are, are doing Um so let's understand what chakras are first, because I don't think we've ever discussed chakras in great so. in great depth. I always thought of them as like energy humors. That's actually a really good uh, good metaphor for okay, them. That's good. actually a really good uh, touchstone. I knew so, I'd get one eventually. <laughs> great job. Great let's job. Somebody write this down. <laughs> uh, the chakras are different points on your body where they're like vortexes they're like energy vortexes and they're where the spiritual energy and your physical body kind of connect and you have to keep them all in balance much like your humors in order to maintain uh, physical emotional mental well-being uh, and to ward off any kind of disease or illness and then also just to like be happy and, sure. and feel good so it's both a, both a physical and an emotional kind of of healing um, each chakra corresponds to a different color and uh, the way you can affect the person is by activating these different chakras at these different locations on your body that correspond to these different colors okay there are seven chakras and basically think of them as like a rainbow it's like Roy G Biv from the bottom up okay so starting at your feet you get the red and then you go all the way up to the head with the violet which is interesting because one point I would like to make is wasn't indigo kind of ousted? We got rid of indigo, yeah. From the rainbow? Yeah, but I I assume like chakra attack is not going to keep up with No, cuz as far as I can tell indigo is still a chakra. Okay. So, well, what are they going to do? And they one get... of the members of the rainbow, Rainbow Bright's friends. Yeah, well what are they going to do? Like exile her? <laughs> now you have to go live in Pittsburgh. I don't you know. Can't live what, here. That's what we did to Pluto. I guess, yeah. I mean, Pluto Pluto's, and Indigo. We didn't blow Pluto up, though. <laughs> like, it's still there. How do you know? Do you have any proof that Pluto is still there? Right I, now in front of you, do you have any proof that Pluto is still there? Not on me. Indigo, I don't either. Indigo, from now on, your name is Debbie. <laughs> and you're out and you're with out. Pluto. Go um, move to Pluto, Go Debbie. to Exile Island. So, so you can have crystals from these different colors. I mean, that's kind of where this all connects. So you would want a crystal that corresponds to the color of that chakra to put on that chakra place. The crystal's color literally corresponding? Yes. Okay. Because, you know, because there are gems and crystals in all different colors. Sure. And so you would want to find one of the same color and you could either put it on your body in that place or you could also just use these like at home, like you could wear one or sleep with one under your pillow, that kind of thing as well to help balance the energy. Um, Sometimes the stones themselves are balancing the energy. Okay. And then other times it's like the practitioner that you go to who does the the crystal healing is like 
using their energy, their life energy, and the the stone is just a conduit for it. Mm-hmm. So it empowers okay. the. So it makes you go to a practitioner basically because the stone itself isn't going to do enough. You need the healing energy from the person who's it's doing it. Good deal for the practitioner. Yeah, really. Um, and uh, if you were to go to one of these visits, you would like sit down with the practitioner and they would ask you about like how you feel, just like a doctor's visit. You know, where they like, what are your complaints today? What What hurts? What shockers need to be picked up? (laughs) Well, no, you don't get to decide that. You come and say like, I have a headache or my throat is sore. Hey, listen, I'm paying. I'll decide how my shockers get worked over. (laughs) And no, they'll tell you what shockers are are out of order. Okay. Um, And then basically they'll lay you down and like put rocks on you for like five to 10 minutes in different patterns. Um, So let me give you some examples to kind of draw all this together. So like I said, there's a chakra for every color. Uh, or for, for the colors of the rainbow and they correspond to different places on your body. So starting at the top, the crown chakra at the top of your head is violet. And so an example, if you have a headache, you could put an amethyst on your head. Just like... And you leave it there for five to ten minutes. Hang. Then you're good. You're I, good. I guess. I um, you would know pretty quickly if that worked or not. <laughs> Indigo, which, like I said, I questionable. I have an issue with this at this point, but we'll allow it since we're talking about chakras and crystal therapy anyway, uh, is, is the brow chakra. Uh, and it would be good for ear and eye issues. I mean, just think about location. Got it. You know, it's good for that kind of stuff. And there's a specific crystal called sodalite that you could use at that point. Uh, the throat chakra is the next one. It's blue. Um, and that would, that's, that can cause problems if that's out of balance, like, obvious ones like a sore throat Mm -hmm. but also if you're lying all the time your throat chakra may be out of balance yeah so if you tell a lot of lies then we could just put some azurite on your throat and play some soft music fix that okay yeah and that'll that'll, that's all we need to do the irony of that someone charging (laughs) someone money to do that is you're telling a lot of lies pretty profound uh, green is the next one. It's the heart chakra. Um, my favorite symptom, because there are a lot, I mean, heart and lung complaints, of course, but my favorite symptom of your green chakra being out of balance is that you don't enjoy hugs. <laughs> Excellent. So if you find yourself no longer enjoying hugs. And hey, we've all been there. Actually, I've never been there. I do not understand now, this. I would recommend that if you think you don't enjoy hugs, you need to come on down to West Virginia and visit Justin and get a hug from Justin. Because let me tell you, if you can't enjoy a hug from Just from Justin, then your heart chakra is probably it's basically the best thing you can say about me, sweetheart. Thank you. Well, it's true. Um, quartz will help with this, by the way, if not Justin. Uh, the next one is yellow. It's your solar plexus chakra. Um, it's responsible for all kinds of problems. This seems like a really important one: digestive problems, immune system problems, allergies. I once saw a lady at a, uh, we used to have these things called mini teen institutes where like teens would come to a certain place and like just learn about not drunk driving and make bracelets and stuff. I really don't remember that <laughs> much a, about that's it. That's a wide range of activities. Learn about not drunk driving and yeah. make a bracelet. Yeah. It's like one of the few non-religious camps that I went to growing up. Does um, the bracelet say don't drive drunk? Because that like would be useful. Like a little reminder so, bracelet. Uh, but uh, this woman told us about the solar plexus and she, uh, <laughs> she, she had two film canisters and then she had a kid come up and extend their right arm and hold one of the film canisters um, in front of their solar plexus. 
and then she tried to push down on their arm, right? And then they held the other uh, foam canister up to their solar plexus, and then she tried to push down on, their ar- on her arm. And the first time, she did it easily, and the second time, she couldn't do it. And when she opened the first foam canister up, when she pushed it down easily, it was empty. And when she <laughs> when she opened up the second one, it was full of raisins because that's like healthy. Raisins make you strong. Raisins make you strong in your solar plexus. So the energy from the raisins was like working it. See, I think that she was way off because raisins aren't the right color. Uh, if it was full of citrulline, she would have been right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I should have brought that up with her. <laughs> Do you eat raisins? Me? Mm-hmm. After this demonstration, did it leave an impact on? You're pretty susceptible to advertising. This seems like the kind of Listen, ba- the kind of commercial that would have sold you on raisins forever. I I love you, and I I I appreciate how well you believe you know me. But if you think that there's any form of advertising that can get me to eat fruit consistently, then I, <laughs> you have gone terribly awry. If that if that film canister had been full of Fruit Loops, however, if there's a vegetables commercial that will make me eat vegetables, please just YouTube it to me. Because <laughs> yet for for Charlie's sake and mine, please YouTube it to Justin. Okay. Immediately. All right, don't you have other things to talk about? All right, we got a couple more chakras to get yeah, through. For, so. so there's the orange chakra. Chakra that's the sacral chakra. Uh, if you have a problem with it, you'll know because you'll be afraid of sex, and you just need an opal, and you'll be fine. All sorted out. And then finally, there's the red base chakra, um, which can cause like fatigue and feet problems and low back pain, and you just need some jasper. I hear a lot of patients complain about fatigue and low back pain. I cannot imagine their reaction if I handed them a red rock. There you go. <laughs> this will be this this will be fine. I don't I think I don't think they'd come back to see me. No, I think that'd be about it. Um for your therapeutic relationship. <laughs> there is there is a, a a special shape of crystal that I kept coming across okay. that I wanted to read about. It's called the Vogel crystal. Okay. The Vogel cut, perhaps you may have heard of, Justin. Uh, no? That does not sound familiar to me, no. It's named for Marcel Vogel. This cat is pretty interesting. And if he did more in medicine, I would devote a whole episode to him. But he really didn't. But I really want to tell you about him. He worked for IBM for like 27 years. Um, he lived until like the, the early 90s. And he did a, a bunch of stuff uh, with, um, with through IBM, like had a bunch of patents. He created a company called Vogel Luminescence. And so he made all like he made like the magnetic magnetic coatings for hard drives or mm-hmm. something like that. But he also made like black light posters, like the stuff that glows in black light posters. Okay. And like something that would track rodent and insect pee, something that would fluoresce and, and so you could see where they'd been in your house. Mm-hmm. So he did all kinds of stuff with that. And in a, and then in his later years, he got really into like the occult and magic and crystals and amulets and stuff like that. Okay. And one of the things he did was cut a crystal into the exact dimensions of the Great Pyramid of Giza. So it's like 51 degrees by 51 minutes by 51 seconds. And these crystals are supposed to be like the best crystals you can use for crystal healing. Like you can use other ones. But you're wasting your time. <laughs> but they're not as good as Vogel cut crystals. Okay. Uh, and there's this great story about like when you read like testaments like of people who are like, I only use Vogel cuts. There's this one who's like, I'm a practitioner and I was at this coffee shop and the couple next to me had a baby that was addicted to cocaine. How did you know that? I don't know. But they had a baby that was addicted to cocaine. And so I took out my Vogel cut crystal and I held it on the baby 
and then the crystal exploded. And the reason is that babies are not good conduits for the energy that is so powerful, like the great life force that can be filtered through a vocal cut crystal. They're not. And so either the baby had to explode or the crystal had to explode, but the crystals are also programmed to do no harm, much like myself. And so the crystal had to explode. I, 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 I would do, I would just. <laughs> this is like my favorite medical just, story of all time. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I would have given anything to be in that coffee shop. I think I read that in laughter is the best medicine in a reader's digest. Um, you can even do this on your pets. I found that there are veterinarians who practice this. And since it's hard to like get your dog to like lay still and lay rocks on it, I think you could just um, have water in like a, a glass of the color of the chakra that you're worried about. So like, you know, if you're worried about your no dog's, dog's head, have lay water. Still for, yeah. Yeah. So like have water in a purple glass and then get that water and spritz it on the dog periodically. Sydney, why are we not angrier at these people? Okay, so as you may have guessed, crystal therapy has not, I mean, there aren't like huge studies on it, but there have been some studies done that have shown it's no better than placebo. Like that if you use any kind of rock in any kind of place, it makes no difference. Um, And that if you like suggest ahead of time to people how they're supposed to feel, like prep them, they're more likely to say they feel that way. And if you don't tell them anything, then they kind of walk out and go, I don't know, I had a rock on my head. Yeah. And the people who believe in it are more likely to get effect from it and all that right. kind of stuff. So so there's no reason to think that this, I mean, I don't have any evidence, let me say, that this actually works. But unlike a lot of these alternative therapies, which will tell you like the really evil stuff like this will cure cancer. I'm sure there might be people out there who say that about crystal therapy, but that was not my experience. I looked at a lot of these Uh, A lot of these sites, and yes, these people are trying to sell you expensive rocks, but they usually say this is not meant to cure disease. This is meant to help maintain like your physical and spiritual well-being and is not a replacement for going to see your doctor when you're sick. I saw that disclaimer a lot, and I'm not used to stumbling across that when we kind of talk about these things that are still in practice. Right. Um, Now, of course, that doesn't mean there aren't bad people out there who will try to sell you rocks you know, to cure your cancer. I'm sure they exist, but that wasn't my experience. So I'm going to cut these people some slack because I think that it might be nice. Justin, I think you might enjoy going for a session of crystal therapy laying there. Oh, my friend, you have no idea the extent (laughs) to which I would enjoy that. Well, letting somebody talk to you about your complaints and then put rocks on you and move energy around. I don't. Absolutely. I mean, that sounds relaxing as I'll get out. (laughs) Of all the stuff that, of all the medical practices not medical practices that might not work. I don't know. This seems pretty harmless to me. I'm going to cut these people a little slack. I would say that I wouldn't pay for it personally, unless you just really like it. Like, unless it's fun for you. Sounds, yeah. Like, or if like you like have a, really a friend who wants afternoon. to practice it, go for it. But, um, obviously I would never use this to cure or treat any kind of disease ever. Uh, that's going to do it for us folks. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to, to listen to our show. Uh, I also want to say we have a um, a post office box. It's PO Box fifty four, Huntington, West Virginia two five seven zero six, two five seven zero six. And sometimes people um, send us stuff there, and we want to thank them. Uh, Holly sent us a great postcard. Jordan sent us a very cool old syringe uh, that was very neat. Uh, David, Jean, and Adam sent us a beautiful book. Scott made a scarf for Charlie that is just lovely that she adores. It is and, adorable. Uh, Jeremy sent us an old, old bottle 
that is very neat and we we've got it on display up there with the uh the old syringe like of old medicine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah an old bot no an not old just like Pepsi hey, hey guys films with the beach <laughs> uh no an old medicine bottle uh so thank you all for that that's very sweet uh i mentioned mcelroyshows.com that's where you can find other stuff that our family makes uh sydney you've got a new podcast with your sister riley that's right it's called still buffering my sister riley who's 15 and i discuss uh teen issues that that were as true for me back in the day as they are for her now where can they find that if they want to listen to it uh you can find that at maximumfun.org or well, mcelroyshows.com isn't there another url that people can check out to see still buffering or it's still buffering. Isn't there another URL that I gave you the best URL I own and you are at not. At Teen Google. TeenGoogle.com. Sorry. At right. TeenGoogle.com. You can check it out it's too. Hurtful. That's You're right. It is the best. I'm sorry. The best URL and it's on iTunes and stuff. Uh, but anyway, it's very funny and very good uh, and you will enjoy it. their new episodes about Valentine's Day and it's great. So go listen to all those. And Thank uh, thanks to uh, everybody for uh, listening to the show and help us share the show. Um, it, it's very cool of you. And that's, we, you know, we don't take out ads or anything. <laughs> so that's kind of the only way we, uh, we, we grow. So um, thank you. It's very, it's very kind of you. Um, and uh, thank you to, uh, I'm, I am going to uh, uh, butcher her name, but her username on Twitter is books and quills. She's a social media producer, at penguin books. And she made a lovely, um, uh, uh, video about our um, sane. I'm gonna say sane or san, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, made a lovely video about uh, that included a, a plug for our show, so it was great. So thank you to everybody, and thank you to you for listening. And that's and gonna do thank it for you us. to the taxpayers for our theme ah, yes. medicines. Yes, very as always. As always, and uh, that's gonna do it for us, folks. Until next Wednesday. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.